Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Good afternoon, everyone. 3.33. Welcome to the show. Kimbo on the Reach with you on a Monday afternoon for our post-grand final free-for-all. How did the uh, the big game affect you? Did you enjoy it? Did it deliver? Was the Sandful grand final a better game? Or are you ready now for a night grand final? Plenty of things to talk about. Uh, all that and more. We are here thanks to Hyundai and Balfour's. Let's bring in the Rooch. Party people! Rooch, here he is. Rooch, here he is. Rooch, hey. Hello, Roochie Rooch. Hello, Kim. 81 points. Oh. oh, Yes, yes. It was either going to be one of the most epic contests if Sydney was able to keep a tight rein on some Geelong players, or it was going to be the blowout. We got the blowout. I think some genius in the Friday forecast said, doomsday scenario, mm. Cats win by 70 plus. Well, Robbie Williams said, I hope you're good because I'm going to be phenomenal. Geelong was phenomenal as yeah, well. They w- you picked that one. If it was going to be a doomsday, it was going to be Geelong mm. blowing it out of the water like they did some time ago. When that team rolls to that Geelong theme, it is phenomenal, isn't it? You're just going to say some time ago and some not time revisit ago. it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the second quarter I'm going... Come on. I was with some... You're port- on. You're on the 120 <laughs> pace here. Don't don't stop. Uh, I was with some Port Adelaide people over in Melbourne and uh, there were a lot of people at the stadium that Barrack for Port were feeling that way. Wow. <laughs> it's a record you don't want to have, isn't it? Well, um, you, you do the comparison. Port turned up for five minutes. I mean, Brett Ebert did have a lot of shots in the first five minutes. Sydney, don't look back on that one with any vision of being in the contest, do they? So how disappointing... Was it? Is it the anticipation, the build-up, the expectation, and then when it's so one-sided, yeah. it's like a it's a. But now we're sitting sport. here with a. Uh, we should say a that Geelong uh, man, yeah, yes. Uh, Brendan Lyons, our panel yes. operator, is he's happy. A, he's very cats ha- happy have done man. the job. Yes, finally sl- after ten years, hasn't slept for three days. Kim, I'm, I'm the same, Bruce, and I've Kim, got the no real... reason to celebrate. No, but Kim, that's that's sport, isn't it? And I can remember when I lived in the States and went to all those Super Bowls and meeting all those NFL guys about how big they make the entertainment around the game. It's because, as the good old Art Rudledge said when he was running ABC Sports and bought the Super Bowl rights, if you can't guarantee me the game, guarantee me the entertainment around it. And that's why the halftime show is so big at the Super Bowl, because you're never sure what the game's going to deliver. Now... Just on that, yep. we're live and interactive, uh, 0427-154-166 if you want to send a text. Robbie Williams, a big tick. Now, best ever? That's what people are saying, best ever. It would be hard to top. Yeah. 
Hard to top. Interesting, the NRL, uh, they're playing the card well. It's been tough for the music industry in Australia. We've gone local. So they're, <laughs> they're headlined by <laughs> Jimmy Barnes. Okay. Yeah. You could say we've gone cheap. And that's, that's probably also true to their market, isn't it? They're staying true. No, no, not necessarily. Well, simply the best, Tina Turner. No, but I mean in their market of they are Sydney, Queensland. I know they've got a team in Melbourne, but being true to – I mean, they're not as no. Well, like I said, they, went to, a, they went to America before. They I used Tina that. Turner. No, but I mean, they're being probably true to their market as to who their fans are for their grand final. Well, you don't think their fans like international music? No, but I'm stressing the Australian own. I think that fits for them. That's fine. Okay. I haven't got a problem. Don't with that stress, at all. Roach. All right. Coming up though, Matt Rendell. We'll be chatting to him at from four o'clock. There's uh, a bit going on every isn't day. There? A bit going on with the trade market. I did a bit of homework over there, Roach. You got some names? Wasn't all beer and Skittles. Good. Got yeah. some names. Who's moving? Who's in the You've field? been saying Jordan Sweet for three weeks. I have. What's happening there? You're still strong on that one. No, I'm, that's all. I, I, I can only tell you what I hear. You're not inside those meetings. You're not really sure where they're playing. Won't be happening. Won't be? No. No interest from the Adelaide Footy Club. Okay. All right. Interesting. Got a few more for you a little bit later as uh, well, Rich. Good. Uh, Anne Hatchard will join us at 4.35. How um, phenomenal were they at the I, weekend? I caught the second half yesterday and it was uh, greasy and a little bit wet here in Adelaide. Yeah, the rain did come late in the first quarter, but Whoa. not even the Channel 7 uh, scoreboard, you know, the little screen at the bottom mm-hmm. could keep up with Adelaide. That broke down some stage during the first quarter. They were just blitzing. Highest winning margin in AFLW history, which brings a few questions along with it too, Kim, about uh, depth in New South Wales and whether the AFL got that wrong in the way in which they've structured up the two Sydney teams. Local one, local drafts didn't work there. One they? point, one point, Roach. 15-7-97 to one point. And a week before, it was only two behinds for Sydney as they're belted by 66 points by Port Adelaide. Mm. So that question about the talent base in New South Wales is going to concern the AFLW. If we were going back to 1997, uh, yes, I do you know where I'm heading. How the girls tracking for Port Adelaide as opposed to how the men were going leading into the first showdown? Could we see an upset this week? Oh, so Port Adelaide was on a winning streak. Crows had heaps of injuries and didn't have a ruckman. Well, it's a different script this time. Very And Adelaide, let's be real, very newish mm. in a long-standing competition, competition. Adelaide today in AFLW is a foundation club with an incredible foundation in itself. Their culture, their winning streaks... Uh, they're, they're vastly different storylines. Just trying to give it a bit of theatre. No, no, it's a good, it's very, a great question. Very serious, no, me? because that's a serious question about because we've got a big event coming up Friday night at Adelaide Oval. I know, and we're going to pump it up as the week goes yeah. on. But any Hatchard will join us. All right, we're up and away. We're live and interactive. Uh, here's a few texts that are coming through. Rooch, this one says, "Hey, Kimbo and Rooch, I watched a couple of old grannies from the early and mid two thousands on Friday night." Gee, I had forgotten just how good the footy was back yeah, then. Exactly. It was compelling to watch. The players had a little more time, mm. and that allowed for a more flowing game. And the players had enough time to use their skills more than they do now. I really enjoyed watching more of that kind of play, please. Which brings us, Roots, to another topic we're going to talk about today, and that's uh, the assessment of some of the rules that may get changed 
for next well, year. There's but, three they're looking at. Yeah, but they're not rules that change the game. They're procedures around the game. Score review needs to be looked at. So because yeah, that, take us through the three. So that final with Richmond and Brisbane clearly showed the arc needs to be worked over again, and that's about the technology. So that doesn't change the way the game is played. It changes the way the scoreboard is yep. represented. So you're happy they're addressing that? They have to. Yep. That, that Richmond-Brisbane game said, you can't let this go. You're going to have to deal with it. The second one on Patrick Cripps' suspension or non-suspension or tribunal hearings and appeals and where the AFL didn't, again, doesn't change the way the game will be played, but will change the way in which the Brownlow medal is adjudicated. It may change the way the game's played because people will be, you know, what, scared of we've engaging been, in contact. We've been in that for 20 years I think they now. should be going the other way. We've been in that one for 20 it's years. Got what is the do, bump? It's got nothing to do with fairness. What yeah. he did wasn't unfair. Yeah. It was but, a footy action. But the bump in itself is not going to change the way in which scores are put on the mm. scoreboard. We've been debating that for 20 years since Byron Pickett was supposedly run out of the game. And um, the third, now I've lost the third one, Kim, when I do lists. I can forget them now. The third oh. one is, um, oh, the sub rule. Like when Brenton yep. Sanderson said to us on Friday night, let's get rid of the Medi sub and let's go with five on the bench. How long have we been thinking that was going to happen? We've heard coaches all through the year from Damien Hardwick started it. This sub doesn't work. Well, Damien Hardwick softened a little bit. He's saying now if you haven't had to use it by three-quarter time, you should be allowed yeah. to. But he's vect- effectively wanting five on the five, bench, yeah. isn't he? And that's where you expected the coaches to go down that path. Now, that possibly does change the game because then we're talking about how do they use the rotations, what sort of players do you make that fifth because he's not so much now a sub, he's becoming your super sub again. So that could be interesting. But when we first heard that, Kim three, four months ago, what did we say? You've got four on the bench. Surely that's enough. Do we really want five? Well, in our lifetime, Rich, we've gone from the traditional 20, 18 players, yep. to reserves when you couldn't interchange. That's 78, we, we, we brought in the interchange, yep. Um, then we thought 21 was okay, went to 22. Where's it stopped? We've always said it's going to end up looking like gridiron. Or a lot of other sports where you just have a big squad and you choose which one of the squad members comes on in the game and you're limited to maybe you know, five or six that you can use, but you mm. might have 12 there that you can choose from. What about one that I've been saying, and a few mm. other people have suggested it, that uh, you have the sub still, but uh, anyone, once someone has used it, then the other person can activate theirs. The as other well. team can do it at the yeah. same time. Yeah, possible. I think possible. that's a fair yep. one. Uh, text coming through, Arthur in Handorf. G'day, Arthur. Thought Robbie Williams, no relation to Mark, boom, boom, was okay, but not as good as Angry Anderson. Oh, no boom, relation boom. to Greg. Boom, boom, boom. In 91 at Waverley Park. Oh, very nice touch there, Arthur. Yes. Even Bucks was cracking jokes with the Norm Smith. <laughs> no, no relation. Isaac Smith. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I don't think the crowd picked up on that. Might have been a bit he late in the afternoon. Covered a lot of ground, Isaac Smith, didn't he? A lot of ground. Was oh, all did. over the place. And what about the start by the Tomahawk? How can you do that in oh. ruck twice in a quarter? Yep, and then scores goals with it. Um, phenomenal, phenomenal game by so many of the Geelong players. That's why I keep thinking, Robbie Williams actually set the agenda. I'm going to be phenomenal. And I think Geelong was even more so the way they played it. Yeah, they were due. <laughs> Ten years, Kim. They were you, certainly due. I urge everyone, if you get the chance, get home and watch your news services tonight or any of the football shows because we've known for a long time the Geelong Football Club do Mad Monday better than anyone. They do it. And make it fun and they're responsible. Mm. You don't ever hear any dramas. So what did we say at the start of the year? This is a team that's probably had its race. It's We all were saying they were too old, too slow. 
And Paddy D and his mates have turned up with grey hair and Zimmer frames to say, yeah, we might be old, but we're very, very good. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, they get out of a bus. They've had a professional makeup artist do it. So <laughs> they genuinely look like they're about now, 80. They yep. look like they're about 80. Then getting out of the bus, I think it was Joel Fall- Selwood, falls over yeah. and then they assist him to get him back into the walking frame yeah. and he stayed in character until he got inside the uh, licensed premises. But isn't that using Mad Monday in a a good way. Yeah. A good way. We've, we've seen some Mad Mondays go way, way off agendas, be very silly and very stupid. This one is magnificent for setting an answer to all those. It's and a little bit of fun. We, we thought Geelong were going to slide, didn't we, at the start of the year when we did our forecast? Uh, not as bad as we thought Collingwood were. No, <laughs> no that's <laughs> let got, that one we, go. We got that wrong. Hey, now, I know you'll like this one, Rich, because you're an old journo. This one's from Daniel. He says, I'm sick of hearing Crow supporters say that Danger deserved a flag and that they're happy for him. It makes me sick. Well, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him. I think there is but more, there are more Crows. I know. But How does this play? Well, I, every Crow supporter that I've seen over the weekend or spoke to leading up to the grand final are happy for Pat Dangerfield. Mm, I, I think I you're a so. fairly bitter person. Sorry, Daniel. If you're still holding a grudge, he gave her eight years of service. That's it. So he, he went back to his family, exactly. didn't tell a porky pie. Exactly. He lives in a unique part of the world. I've been there, was lucky enough to stay there at Moggs Creek. Yep. Not that they have accommodation there, yep. Rooch, or a pub or a post yep. office. So answer the key questions. Did he have a choice at the start of his career? No. No, he fills his draft form. Did he serve the Adelaide Football Club as expected for eight yes. years? Well did he truly. did he deliver on and off the field? Yes. Did he have the right after eight years to choose where he wanted to be? Of course, like anyone in any profession. Did he have a history as the kid who was on the milk crates watching Geelong as a kid? Yes. Did he have the right to play for Geelong? Yes. So why would anyone take issue with him winning a premiership for Geelong? Good on you, Roach. Well explained. I'm sure not everyone will agree, though. No. Maybe if he could have stayed one more year in 2017. (laughs) (laughs) Might have reduced the margin. Um, it was, we've got to go to a break shortly. I feel for Sydney. I, I was went there to the game. I was lucky enough to be there. Th- thanks to Balfour's wonderful South Australian company. Um, I was barracking for Sydney only okay. because it's just the Australian way you go for the underdog. Yeah. But I couldn't lose because if Geelong win, there are a lot of players that deserve that. Mm. They've been so consistent and I wanted Paddy Dangerfield to f- complete his career. Can we pay tribute to Dane Rampey? That speech from a losing captain after the grand final is the greatest speech ever. We might try. I don't have that it is, here, Rich. He was, we might try and he get He was magnificent. Uh, up Benny's out. He's on the phone at the moment. We might try and get the Dane Rampey That, that was a magnificent. Speech. Well, not as an exception. It's an acknowledgement yep. of the day, of Geelong, of his team. No, I didn't see any notes. And I don't see any scribble on his hand where, you know, usually you get a bit of tape and, you know, you've, you've got the cheat notes. The way he presented himself, which then represents the Sydney Football Club, was magnificent. I mean, that's tough. You've just lost. Oh, you've lost every dream. They didn't give a yelp. After, no. Didn't give a yelp. But for him to stand on that stage, speak the way he did, to put Geelong first and foremost, he deserves all the credit he could ever get for the way he presented himself in his footy club. I was a bad footy fan. I'd, I'd moved on to celebrations by then. I was very shallow, Rooch. Really? It's damn cold there, I'll I tell you. imagine. If you hey, went on the outer in front of the sun. Hey, before we go to the break, can we pay tribute to a man who's being honoured at Adelaide Oval today? Of course we do. The great KG, Ken Cunningham, is being honoured with the Riverbank Media 
Broadcasting Centre being named after him. As Bruce McAvaney says, when you look around Australia and think Dennis Cometti has the media centre at Perth Stadium named after him, mm. Ron Casey at the MCG, he said it well, KG is not only in good company, they are in good company with him. He's been a Sheffield Shield cricketer on Adelaide Oval, a yep. league football umpire on Adelaide Oval, changed the way broadcasting on television and radio went for 50 years. Uh, more so radio. Correct. That was enormous. First full-time sports But he's show a pioneer in, in television yep. as well. If anyone had to have their name at Adelaide Oval when it opened in 2014, and the fact that we don't do it until 2022 is disappointing, but it's thank heavens he's there to today cut the ribbon on his broadcasting centre named in his honour, and he deserves all the accolades as well that come with it. Yeah, good on you, Kenneth mm. George. He's a good man, much deserved. Before we go to the break, though, let's have a listen to the final closing stages. No, we haven't, haven't got, got it. Haven't got it. Oh. Yes, we have. Oh, we have. Good. Yeah, the final closing stages of the <laughs> of the grand final and Jared Waitley's call. Final moment is a boundary throw in. It is a premiership gloriously won. A Geelong side forever in contention, entirely reimagined to be hailed now as champions. And for Chris Scott, his second flag is testament to his genius. Geelong in a grand final romp. By 81 points. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. 55 on a Monday afternoon, grand final post-mortems. Kimba and the Roach with you, thanks to Balfour's. The Balfour's in one hand, your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. We're live from Studio Lumo SA. I'm back in front of you, Roach. Great to be back in the studio. Yes. It was a bit challenging not knowing when to speak and when not to speak. Yeah, I've always struggled with that, full stop. Uh, here's a text, Roach. <laughs> no, you, know what I mean. you haven't got that <laughs> I know. face-to-face couldn't contact. see That's you. challenging. Yeah. Uh, it was really busy over there in Melbourne, actually. There were How people... did those blokes do it with three-way turf talk in the years? Gone by. In the early days? Yeah. The racing callers would do it with three men trying mm. to talk. Well, it still happens, but now you normally get... Do they get a bit of chemistry, aside. I guess? Well, right, don't say that, Rich. We should have some after four years. <laughs> uh, has Robbie Williams given Richie his suit back oh, yet? Oh, boom, boom, boom. Good on you, Mario. Uh, what have we got here? Kimbo. It was Isaac Smith who fell out, and his name was Norm for the day. Billy Kay, hey, a little bit of humour there. Uh, just how bad would Port have to have been to lose by more than the Swans? Only history knows. Oh. Yeah, but that was a that was a different sort of Port team in two thousand and seven. That mm. was one that seriously should never have made the grand final anyway. Well, how bad were the other sides then? I'm trying to defend. Well, West Port. Coast West Coast should win that qualifying final if Ben Cousins doesn't get injured. And North Melbourne were just horrible in that preliminary final. But that Port Adelaide team was on start of a rebuild, so to speak, and makes a GF and got exposed for it. Roach, I didn't get to hear Dane Rampey. Oh, I left the stadium. Uh, this is the losing captain in uh, making his speech straight after the game. Firstly, to Chris and Joel and Geelong Footy Club, a heartfelt congratulations on the premiership this year. You guys have been the benchmark for... 
God knows how long, and um, great to see you. Great reward for effort. Round of applause. I just want just to touch on Joel Selwood's record as well. Sometimes you've got to pinch yourself when you share the field with giants of the game, mate, and you're an absolute giant. Congratulations. To our sponsors, QBE, Real Estate, Volkswagen, thank you for your ongoing support. To our boys, bad luck today. So proud of your efforts throughout the season. We'll be back hungrier and better for it next year. And to our red and white supporters, both South Melbourne and back in Sydney, sorry we failed you today, but your support has meant the utmost over the last three years during COVID and this year particularly back with crowds. Thank you. How many boxes does he tick there? I think he ticked every one, Rooch. Amazing. Yeah, speech. I didn't get to hear that. I'm glad that I mm. did. That was incredibly composed, wasn't it? Well, you've just gone through the worst afternoon in your football life. Mm. Think a man who climbed a goalpost could say that, eh? He, did, he did have a, he did have a half to think about. Oh yeah, yeah, yes, no doubt. <laughs> Cheap about shot, it, but... I know. Hey, let's Gee, hear from before we go to the news. Let's hear from Patrick Dangerfield. Uh, he was on with Jared mm. Waitley, still honouring his commitments. He's another good uh, human, yep. just as Joel Selwood. Um, he was asked whether it was as good as he thought it would be. Yeah, it is, and 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 more. You know, we we played, and it always felt like over the last you know, six, eight weeks that we were just continually building and getting better and better. And, you know, it was a really tight game against Collingwood. You've got to have those sometimes. And I felt like we, you know, we were almost perfected what we'd been, you know, setting out to achieve this year. And it was such a well-rounded game. And just so proud of our guys to, to be able to execute on the biggest stage. And, um, you know, the, the town's so proud of everyone involved. You know, that's the, they're the special parts. Well said, Patrick, and he's earned it. He's earned it the hard way. He's worked so hard for everything that he's done in footy. That's not, I mean, we know he's a talent, but he's worked hard to enhance that talent. He's one of the most courageous footballers I've seen mm. play, Roach, and uh, he was acknowledged as the player of the series. He gets the series. Gary Ayres medal. He's had a phenomenal, phenomenal final series. Mm. I mean, he could have been, he could have been the Norm Smith medalist as well, couldn't he? For what he contributed, his goal assists, the way in which he brought his teammates into the game. We, Acknowledge Isaac Smith was everywhere and did everything. And hit the scoreboard early. They yeah. put scoreboard pressure on exactly. the opposition and they exactly. couldn't recover from that. Hey, we need to uh, go to break. Uh, we've got a lot of people we'll be chatting with today. Matt Rendell and Anne Hatcher, just to name a couple. Uh, you can give us a call as well on 1300 736 736. And we will we'll announce our nearest the pin winner Ooh, too. Okay. A little later in the show. Nearly three minutes past four on a Monday afternoon. Kimba on the reach with you. The run home, thanks to Balfour's, no matter your club's colours. Balfour's are for the game. And our good friends at Hyundai, the Tucson Turbo Diesel, is in stock now. Matt Randall not answering at the moment. Uh, the big fella must be on the phone, maybe getting us a big scoop route. He'll be joining us shortly. And Hutchard will join us after 4.30. Uh, a few texts coming through. What's happening in the cricket? It's started already, Roach. We've got the Marsh Cup, which is our one-day cup, 50 overs, limited cricket for our state team. South Australia is playing Queensland. They won the toss and chose to bowl. South Australia is six 
for 156 after 36 and a half overs. And if I look at the scorecard, Travis Head has top scored for South Australia at 47. Weatherall got 37. And on the probability counter, you know that probability mm -hmm. thing they oh, put Oh, you're back on, on mic so, now, sorry Rich. Talk into your microphone. Sorry about that. Queensland, 77% chance of winning, <laughs> they say. So Is that right? Maybe we haven't scored enough to satisfy them. All righty. We won't start to... No, uh, no. Taking the red back. No, already. not yet. No, I think that lad's left anyway. Uh, nearest the pin winner, all you had to do was pick who was going to win and by how much and uh, name the Norm Smith medalist as well. Well, that wasn't required. Our winner, I reckon he's won before, Adam from Clemsic. He went 51 points. The Cats, he was 30 points off, but he's still the winner of the $60 Signet Power Bank. That's to keep your mobile phone charged all the time, Roach. I needed that over the weekend on a couple of occasions. I can imagine. Um, Roach, let's keep going through the game while we're waiting for Matty Rendell and bring back a few memories. And we know that people have different grand final functions and events and aren't across everything. Paddy Dangerfield spoke today, though, on Waitley, and he spoke about Joel Selwood being a special leader. He, for us, you know, he's our captain. He's, he's everything that you want in a leader. It's hard to describe what he means to, to us and... You know, personally, to me, what he's done for my career, um, I have nothing but the, the highest of praises for Joel. His will to compete uh, and to to be our, you know, our spiritual com compass of just ultra competitiveness. He's a champion in every in every way. We've been a successful club, but we have a, a large part has been you know, due to his leadership, along with Chris. Uh, you know, it's they're such special people. Uh, Paddy was having a few sherbets too. He's, uh, he's not a big consumer. Let's just hear from him one more time. We've got Matty Rendell, I believe. Uh, but let's hear about from Paddy on what Joel Selwood had to say at three-quarter time. When Joel came out and said at three-quarter time, well, I think we've won it, so let's just enjoy it. Mm. <laughs> that, that was like, oh, this is going to happen. And... Um, yeah, maybe you can allow yourself to smile and, and just lap it up. And that's what we're able to do. We, we played such a, a great game and we gave ourselves that opportunity to enjoy it because we were ruthless for three quarters and then we, we capped it off in the fourth. Paddy they, they were good in the fourth too when they were oh, just they were. having a bit of fun. Yeah. What about the Conan getting his first goal ever? Just got in the way. Hit him on the <laughs> chest. He denied Paddy D. Uh, Matt Was Randall, that going in? Well, yeah, I think it would have. Yeah? Oh, just maybe. Post then. Well, don't spoil the moment. Roach, let Matt Randall do it. He joins us now. <laughs> Hello, Matthew. <laughs> Good afternoon, fellas. Hello, Matt. Hey, uh, Matty, you've watched a lot of footy. How'd you rate the grand final? Oh, it was pretty pathetic, really, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, the, the real disappointment was that um, the Swannies, um, you know, their pressure's been their strength the whole year. Um, and... Uh, Oh, did they get our pressure in the first quarter? And oh, I've got no doubt, uh, you know, Geelong knowing that that's their strength. So they weren't going to get they weren't going to get beaten in that area, Geelong. So they made sure they they really stacked it up. Haven't been great starters, Geelong, and Swannies have been great starters. So they really turned that around. It was uh, so that you know it was going to be all over at quarter time with, with that scoreline when. Um, a total reversal of what the two clubs have been doing most yeah. of the year. Great game if you're a cat supporter. Uh, is it yeah. up there with the 2019 GWS Richmond game? Um, yeah, it's, 
I think the expectation is so big. It's just so disappointing when it's one-sided, especially after you come off the Sanford Grand Final that we had and there was a point in it. Yeah. Um, The other point that I don't think has been made, it's so difficult for interstate teams to win Grand Finals in Melbourne against um, Melbourne teams. As I think only in my memory is probably only the, the Swans beating Hawthorne. Uh, West Coast beating uh, Collingwood, 12. Dom Sheed. Oh, of course, mm. West Coast Collingwood just recently. West Coast yeah, done and, it a few and obviously, times, yeah. yeah. well, there's been a couple of neutrals. Oh, yeah, back Adelaide, in the 90s, yeah, Adelaide. they beat Geelong, but... Uh, Rose did it twice. Tough for them. They always can get there. Um, the other thing is, haven't they got a massive advantage, Geelong, that we don't quite often talk about, you know, they're the only team in Victoria that's got a massive home ground mm. advantage. Mm. Allows them to finish up the top all the time. They, yep. they they usually play the interstate teams there in those games. They don't play the big clubs, uh, big drawing Melbourne clubs there. They have a big advantage, and uh, you know what? They take advantage of it beautifully. Mm. Okay, um, Matt, we get the same storyline at the end of every grand final, how a list was built to be a premiership team. Ooh. Now, did Geelong break the norm? Did Stephen Wells come up with a theme that no one else has come from? Is everyone now going to look at Geelong and say there's a lesson to be learned here? And probably the biggest one for my liking is when you have two gun forwards and a small forward, first time Geelong's had three players kick 50 goals in a season Mm. each, aren't we learning the same way Hawthorne did, that you're going to have to have two big forwards and a really special small forward to win a premiership? Yeah, well... Yeah, tell Richmond that 17, they had Jack Rewalt and five small. So it yeah. uh, worked pretty well for them. They've had two, two and four for most of that time when Lynch came in. Yep. Um, I, I don't think there's any special combination that you have for that forward line, but um, have a special combination of the way you play the game. Mm. And Geelong couldn't win anything the way they were playing the kick mark slow uh, slow game. Yep. And uh, they got really fanned out big time by Port Adelaide. And then Melbourne last year, they got walloped in both games mm. by playing the slow game against t- two teams who played the fast game. Right. So uh, they've gone, well, we can't play this way. And uh, so they changed this year. I was banging on with on Dwayne's World for two years. Mm. Um, you've got all this talent on a go slow. It doesn't make sense to me. So as soon as they sped it up, they looked a completely different team. Um, all their stars shone. Um, their, their build has been different because the, the, the player they have had all the way through is Joel Selwood um, and, and Hawkins, sorry, the two players, uh, basically all the way through and two real good pillars, you know, around leadership. One's a key forward, one's a gun midfielder and they've sort of built bits and pieces around that and filled in the gaps over the years that uh, players have obviously come and go, the, the, the Stevie Jays and the Bartels and the like, but uh, you know, they, they lose them, they get Dangerfield in. Yep. Um, they lose someone else, they get Isaac Smith in as a 31, who's a really fit 31, mind you. Yeah. Um, you pick up some really good uh, picks in the draft. You get a couple of rookie picks. They, 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 then they get Cameron in uh, to top up. You know, how many players in their team were traded for? Um, Cameron, picked up. Stengel, Tui, Dangerfield, Stanley, Smith. Probably missed a few. Yeah, stacks of them. Yeah. So really astute trading. Yep. Uh, the only one they've really paid 
a heap of dough for or, or, or cost some heat was um, Cameron. Cameron. Yeah. Uh, but that sort of balanced out with Luton Kelly. So they got a good deal for Kelly, and that deal basically went into Cameron. Um, so really astute around that, and then pick up uh, bits and pieces around the edges. You know, your Tom Stewart, great pickup, local player, available yeah. to everyone. Uh, had a good had a good year. You know, Henry played on a wing in the 18s and ends up being a key back. Mm. Colin Dasney, we rated highly. They pick him up. I'll, I'll, you know, he's done super well to play all the way through. Jed Buse, father son, they've had great luck with father son as ever? well over that period. Um, so, you know, you need luck with with that um, with that father son. Just like the Swans have had massive luck with their um, their academy kids. Mm. You know. Uh, Blakey, Heaney, Mills, uh, Gordon for a start, you know, mm. going to be the basis of their team for another seven or eight years. So you need a bit of luck uh, around it and then some really astute managing of your salary cap. That's what Geelong have done super well. Players want to go there and play. And, and, and I meant to do this today, but I didn't have time. I want to know how many country kids are in their team because yeah. it's a real attraction for the country kids mm. because every other team is in the city is in Melbourne. You have to live in the city virtually. Mm. But Geelong, if you're a country kid, and a lot of them go back to their country roots, uh, it's a it's a very much an, an attraction to them. Hey, since mm. we were young boys coming into the game, we've always heard the golden rule is you don't go into big games with injured players. They took yeah. Sam Reid and McInerney and did it bite them on the bum. Yeah, it didn't cost them the game, but, no. um, you know, they would have had to bring Joel Armady, I suppose, in and... You know, they, they're really their strength and when they're good ones is that they don't have any injuries. Uh, their, their best is out there week in, week out. Uh, when they had that really poor year, two, what's that, two years ago, they had a lot of injuries. Rampy and Heaney missed the heat. Uh, Franklin wasn't playing. So um, uh, they've had them all playing this year and they lost really uh, one at the end of the year. Reed, they didn't really need to lose, but it, it didn't do any, it didn't cause any uh, issues there around uh, losing the game and, and, and the the risk you take is is minimised by the fact you've got a medi-sub. So uh, no medi-sub, way bigger risk. You've got a medi-sub, yeah, we're going to pump. If you can get to half-time, we're happy with that. Mm. Hey, Matty, Trade Radio uh, starts today, doesn't it? Today? Yeah, well, I'm on at uh, 5 o'clock here. started today. Uh, I'm on with uh, Soss and uh, Damien Barrett. Um, David Noble does that with them from 3 to 5. I'm doing 5 to 6 with them and... Six to seven with Sam Hargraves. To We've top got off all the, the all the big guns in. Uh, any news? Anything you can leak to us? No, no. I only read today that um, it, it, it's official that um, Griffin Lokes nominated North. Um, to, that that's where he wants to go, and uh, so he's out of contract. I can't believe they're losing him. I, I'm, yeah, I'm shocked. Yeah, it's, it it yeah. sort of defeats the purpose of getting um, Jackson in when you lose. Griffin Lake, that makes sense to me at all. Gotcha. Well, I'll, but, give, I'll uh, give you something, Matty. I'll give you something. We need to go to a break, yeah. all right? So you'll make the headlines yeah. all around Australia. Um, Roach's rumour about Jordan Sweet coming to Adelaide. No good. Won't happen. Right here. Okay. 0%. Now, have you heard about Caleb Poulter going anywhere? Poulter? Poulter. Well, we thought there might be something going on with uh, Adelaide and, and uh, Collingwood, yes. Put a line through that. Wow. Gone. No. Yeah, it okay. won't, won't be happening in Adelaide. Zero percent. Zero percent. So where's he going? I'll he apologize. hasn't got a deal at Collingwood. Yep. I'll apologise if I'm wrong, but uh, Adelaide not interested in okay. Sweet and Poulter. Ooh. Take it to the bank. Okay. Uh, I'll give you a little, a little one you didn't know about. You know Steve Saunders? You know his name? Yes. Yes. 
the physio. Yes. Did a lot of work at Geelong this year. Yes. And spent a lot of time over in the latter part of the year. Did you know that one? Yeah, saw his message on social media at the weekend. Oh, was it okay? (laughs) Well, I'm not on social media. He's put photographs up as well, not just a message. He put photos up as well. On that inglorious inglorious (laughs) note. (laughs) Uh, He uh, he did spend a lot of time at the latter part of the year, and I think he might have had a fair bit to do with uh, Dangerfield, you know, uh, oh, getting yes. through the year getting him right. yeah. and he, he ticked off Holmes, Holmes as well but they didn't pick him still they stuck fat mm. they didn't take he the risk him, he ticked off Holmes did he yeah he did okay. all the medical staff gave him the tick of approval wow. and it got to the coach's call and he said no and he didn't want to expose mm. the lad in case the worst case scenario does a hammy in the first quarter and if it costs mm. them the game that could scar the kid forever good so point. Yeah, yeah, it was a tough no, call it was, it was a mature too. call mm. Hey, good on you, Matty. Love chatting to you. We'll tune in tonight and listen to the show, Trade Radio, with all the big knobs, Roach. So to speak. Well, I can't remember all their names. (laughs) Soss. Yes, Hargraves. The Purple Warrior. Noble does earlier. Damien Barrett. Yeah, Sammy Hargraves as well. Caleb Poulter. No No go. No, talk to you about it after the break. Right. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. 4.21, Annie Hatchard coming up after 4.30 after the Crows' enormous win. We spoke last week to Chelsea Bedell and said, you've got to start hitting the scoreboard. You've got a terrible percentage, one of the worst percentages in the top 10. Now they've got the second best percentage in the competition, Roach, they after one game. GWS, yes. 97-point uh, victory. Text coming through, Roach. Uh, hi, lads. Can we get another update on the Redbacks' current score? Thanks. That's from Brad. <laughs> Brad Mann. Oh, I love I love the SEN well, family. At least Very that's fun. good. That's good. Yeah, well, at least it's clean. <laughs> Six for one hundred and ninety-five. They're at the fortieth over. McAndrew twenty-nine not out, and Menenti nineteen Who? not out. Menenti. All right. Bit more enthusiasm, Roach. Come on. Well, make, because the writing's very small. Make, make out we're live. Oh, we are. We are. Well, come on, lift. Six for one hundred ninety-five. Do you want to make a projection of what they'll? Get to in the next 10 overs. Will they bat it all out? 10 No, be all out for 221. Okay. I'm saying, go on, you give one. Uh, all out for 234. <laughs> oh, ye of little faith. We've been scarred, haven't we? We have indeed. All right, thanks, Brad Mann, for requesting that. Here's a text, Roochie Roach. Gold Coast want pick five for Rankin, but are considering giving up pick seven as part of a salary dump with Jack Bose. Could the Crows take Bose? I'd, oh, I wish that had come through. That's from Paul. I don't know if that's Tim Tam Paulie or not. That's from Paul. Um, ah, we should have had that question while we had Matty Rendell. I'm going to just so they're it. trying to dump two million dollars of salary gold coast. I saw that. Mm. Explain that some that. question. That brings some questions about list management there, doesn't it? So here's a club that again went to the AFL, asked for special assistance. So they could sign up players, have a stronger group, and they all of a sudden a year later, is a year or two years later, they're needing to get two million dollars off their salary cap, so they can project even further with their list. Something doesn't add up there. If you are a Gold Coast dumping two million mm. of your salary cap, you haven't managed your salary cap well at all. No, you know that's not my strong suit. Got to go to another quick break. Mm. We went a bit too long with Matty, but here's another one. You are joking, Matt. This is Matt Rendell. This text says. In what says, way? Geelong don't have a massive advantage, as you put it. Would you not think interstate teams playing home have more yeah. an advantage every second week? 
No home finals after finishing top. No name on that one. I'd say a cat supporter. So, yeah, fair argument. They don't travel as much, though. Interstate teams have to travel every second week. Mm -hmm. They do. They have the best of both worlds, Geelong. They get a genuine home field advantage at Cadinia Park. They get exposure at the MCG for big games. They're getting the best of both worlds. Had a little bit of news on Matt Crouch too whilst I was away working my butt off, Roach, for five days in Melbourne. Good news for him or bad news for him? I'll tell you after the break. Boom, boom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roach. Nearly right on 4.30. We're here thanks to Balfour's and Hyundai. Just a reminder, trade radio update for CMC Markets. Trade your way with CMC Markets. Visit cmcmarkets.com. We'll have some more info on trades uh, a little later, Roots. I've just got to hold on to the Matty Crouch stuff and the Jack Graham chat Ooh. as well. A little bit of an update there, which is surprising because uh, we need to get our teeth into that. Well, he's um, locked himself in with his options there, hasn't he? Hasn't he said no to Port Adelaide? What's he saying to Adelaide? Well, we're going to What's talk Adelaide about, saying to him? Uh, he won't be going to Adelaide, Ooh. unfortunately. Um, my understanding. Hey, just quickly though, Roach, before we go to the news, uh, Johnny Longmire, let's uh, have a listen to him about letting supporters down. Personally, you feel like you let a lot of people down. So you let your players down, you let your supporters down, you let your staff down, let your board down. He's very open, very honest. He talked about the size of the occasion and the impact it may have had. Is there a chance maybe the, the size of the occasion maybe overwhelmed a few players or is that hard to identify? That's what it looked like. It looked like they, you know, they got, would they have 12, 12 players, 29 and over, as an experienced, hardened team as you'll come up against and they handled it that way. 10 players over 30, the Cats had. Uh, that was meant to be their Achilles heel. Hmm. I tell you, Rich, uh, the 60s, the new 40, 50s, the new 30. So that's... Play the Mark Bickley line, the Sharon doesn't know how old you are. How true is that? Eh? <laughs> it is. It can make you look slow sometimes, though. Oh, no. uh, let's get one more from Johnny about picking Sam Reid and McInerney. From the selection of Sam to the, the way the game looked, um, we just didn't get it right. On Sam, then, John, how fit was he going into the game or how confident were you that he get through a well, we're we're obviously confident that's why we picked him but we made a mistake well said very, I know. very just honest own it. well you have that's to it. don't you yep. it was obvious but seriously Sam Reid wasn't the issue um, Kim he could have been 100% fit and that game doesn't change no and Matt Rendell said that yeah they weren't going to win that game no they had bigger issues than when you got someone moving like that it doesn't it doesn't I help. know but and the amount of ball they were winning or not winning. Well, too, we'll talk about Buddy a little bit later too. That's oh, uh, twice he's been exposed yes. in three weeks. Like he's an absolute out-and-out champion. But um, You don't write them off. You don't, but he's not getting any quicker. All right, 4.30 news coming up, even though it's 4.32. <laughs> then we'll have a chat at <laughs> Ann Hatchard. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. 4.36 on a Monday afternoon. We're here thanks to our good friends at Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. Uh, we love them. And uh, we are live from Studio Lumo SA. We love the Adelaide Crows girls team. 
because they're on fire after dropping the very first game of the year. We spoke to Chelsea Bedell last year, last week. Yes. What do you pull on face for? Well, no, this week's showdown week. We have to make a choice. You may love them. I'm not loving them this week. Oh, sorry. We have to make a choice. It's a special week. I don't think you had to say that. I think people know where (laughs) where you stand when it comes to those things. They were huge yesterday. They were. Let's talk to one of the superstars of the game, Annie Hatchard. Hello, Anne. Hello. How are you going, boys? Yeah, Um, we're good. We'll get to the show. We sort of feel like we should talk about it straight away, but we'll get there. Um, It's going to be huge. Uh, we had Chelsea Bedell on uh, last week, and we said the forwards are letting you down. You're doing all the tough stuff back there, but you can't kick a big <laughs> score. Now you've got the second-best percentage in the competition. Yeah, we came out hard in, in that game, so it was nice to, to get more goals and points for once. Great for you, Anne. Great for Adelaide and its percentage, but what does it say to the big picture of AFLW? What can you tell us of what we should learn about those sort of results? We saw Sydney smash by Port the week before. What do you make of it as an AFLW pioneer? Yeah, I think at the moment, you know, the the teams are kind of at different levels, but it's awesome to be able to have 18 teams in the comp. Mm. And hopefully as as it goes on um, week by week, the, the teams can just build and, and get, get stronger. And then hopefully in the next few years, we have a nice even comp. Yeah, we've come, we've become really super sensitive about having a balanced and fair competition. You go back the way the old days, there are always sides getting flogged down yeah, the bottom. I understand that. And uh, have a look at Woodville for many years when they came into Don't the competition. Uh, you've added a few little changes and tweaks to the side uh, this this year, Annie. Um, you've got a couple of little pocket battleships up forward, Abby Ballard and Jess Waterhouse. Oh, they are absolute superstars. So uh, <laughs> to see them work their magic up forward has just been awesome. So. Uh, especially uh, Chops this week um, with her debut. She was just awesome, so I'm keen to see what else she can bring. What's, what's Jess's uh, nickname? Because we've had Abby on the show. Oh, Chop. Chop. Yeah, Chop. Wait, well, can I ask where it came from, Chop? Well, so with Waterhouse, it, it, apparently she used to be Porter's because Porterhouse, uh, steak, because oh. she's a vegan. Um, and, then, and then they didn't like that, so now it's Chops. Oh, Chop, sorry. I, thought, I yeah, love like it. lamb chop. And we had we had Abby Ballard on the other day. What a little character she is! And I said, "Have you got the girls giving you a nickname?" She said Baz. Yeah, she's big bad Baz. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's not just Baz; she's big bad Baz. Now, what did uh, Maddie Clark have to say uh, prior to the game? Was there a genuine focus? Was was percentage spoken about at all? No. So it was just get out there and, and play our footy. We thought it was going to be a very contested game because every time we play against. Uh, the Giants, it's always contested. Yeah. So we knew it was going to be contested. We just came out strong in that first quarter and, yeah, just held that lead and, yeah, blew them out of the water, which was so, which was just awesome. So, Anne, it's been... I mean, it was always going to be a testing start with a quick turnaround like you had and everyone's hunting down the Premier. But what do you think you've now nailed in your game that hasn't been there at the start of the year? Yeah, I think, yeah, we've just really brought our, our Crows contest back... Um, and then we're just hitting our forwards up a lot better, getting into better spots up forward mm. um, and giving the forwards opportunity. And they were able to, to, to kick the goals this weekend, which was just awesome. So hopefully we can uh, keep improving every week and, yeah, bring that to the showdown this weekend. Uh, Mackenzie Dowrick kicked four goals, was playing previously as the defender. Is that right? Yeah, so he was trying to down back, but... Um, Kicking four goals, you, you can't move her again. So I reckon she'll, she'll uh, steal a spot up for now. 
All right, GWS was an easy kill. Let's move on to what we really want to talk about. It gets underway this Friday at 7.30 at the Adelaide Oval. Uh, let's be honest, Annie. How long have you been thinking about this? Oh, look, ever since Port of, you know, the the word that they might come in, it, yeah, it's been pretty exciting to, to have a first women's showdown. So I think the girls are pretty pumped this week and, yeah, hopefully we can put on a good show for our fans. Uh, we've had Ange Foley on a few times. She's forgotten about being a crow. She's uh, port all in. Erin <laughs> Phillips, the same. Uh, any banter yet, or or have you just sort of cut them? Uh, no banter yet, but I'm sure once we're out in the field, there, there'll be a little bit of loop, which will be quite fun. But, um, yeah, it'll be awesome to just get out there and have a nice big hit against them. Well, what's, what's it like when you're seeing you know, three players who've been part of your startup, Justine Mules, Ange Foley, Aaron Phillips, now they're going to be wearing black. They're part of an opponent. How does that look from the Adelaide side of the fence? Yeah, it's going to be a bit weird. Um, we haven't really had, you know, another SA team. So to, yeah. to come up against them in our home state with them playing in their home state as well, it's just, yeah, it's going to be really weird. Um, but I think once we're out there, um, you know, there are opposition. So, um, yeah, we'll just be both fine for that win. Oh, you're handling this beautifully because Ange listens to the show every now and again. We've got her on the show tomorrow, Ange Foley. So what type of role do you think she would be playing? Would, was there any chance that she could do a tagging role? Oh, potentially. She might want to annoy someone um, through the game. But, yeah, she'll definitely uh, probably be down back um, controlling the back. So uh, potentially she might get a tagging role um, if she wants to tag me she can she can go for it so uh is that right did you, on. Did you <laughs> see her walk did you see her warm-up act yesterday no i didn't oh no she's she's got the angry pills she she roughed up a few uh sons players got some free kicks her way for it as well i think yeah, she's i think she's rehearsed she's I think she's rehearsed yeah, what she's probably, all about yeah. for Friday night. Oh, look, we, we can't oh, wait. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Yes, here we go. <laughs> it's going to be a cracker. They've been talking it up too. Don't worry about that. You stay humble. Uh, it's going to be a cracker. Gets underway at 7.30 at the Adelaide Oval. We're hoping, oh, I don't know, Rich, I'm, I'm twixt and between 25. We've got I'm 27. 30 plus. 30 plus. We've got I'm 27 hoping. to a Sandful Grand Final. The weather was terrible. Mm. Uh, it'll be wonderful if we got a crowd of 30,000 yeah, and how are you going to build this rivalry so it's distinctively AFLW and doesn't have to repeat what happens in the AFL one? We know there's a bit of argy-bargy, Port Adelaide's way towards Adelaide. But what can happen on the women's game that turns this rivalry into something special of its own? Oh, look, we'll have to see when Friday hits. I reckon it's just going to be hmm. an amazing an amazing first showdown for the women's. I think, you know, we're going to go out there, we're going to play hard, but... Um, you know, we're the AFLW comp, we're just one big community. So I think it's just bringing all the fans of AFLW into one stadium. So, yeah, just super, super keen to, to hit out against Port. A very good answer. Roach, you're trying to be controversial. You can't manufacture a, a rivalry. What do you want? Another Ramsgate punch-up. He's no. a lunatic. <laughs> Annie, we can't wait. Let's hope it's a huge crowd. Yeah. Uh, well done on your form. Nice goal yesterday with the Dusty Martin. Don't argue as well. You like that one. Yeah, cheers. Thank you. Might try that again. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, Ed. She's an absolute <laughs> ripper. And what type of crowd? Let us know. Are you going? Are you really excited? I know a lot of the Port supporters because we've been talking to them, people like uh, Annie, who's a regular, and Kerry. Hey, it's a first ever event. 
So you're part of history. Yeah, exactly. 30,000 would just be annoying. It'd be so good for our state as well, for the rest of the country to say, have a look. a strong message all around the country about what this rivalry is all about. And how we support women's sport as well. Got to go to a break, Roach. We're live and interactive. Stack of text coming through. Here's one from Peter. Peter from Windsor Gardens says, Hi, boys. What a fantastic opportunity for the South Australian football public to get to the Adelaide Oval for the first AFLW showdown. Let Oh, hello. Let's get 50,000 yes, there to send that. a message to the AFL that South Australians are passionate about their football and that showdowns deserve standalone slots for both men and women uh, to highlight the intense rivalry, which is matched by no other club as it involves the whole state. Good on you, Pete. That's a ripping text. Are they making us look silly, the Redbacks? They're now six for 239 in the 45th over. Well, they're going to average 10 and over, and they're still uh, still only six down. Well, we, we gave our past history, Roach. We get a bit wobbly normally. Yeah, we do. Maybe it's a new era. Mm. Let's well, hope so. We're going to go to a break. 4.45. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roach. Four fifty. Enjoyed that chat with Annie Hatchard. Looking forward to the showdown, the AFLW showdown, the inaugural one on Friday night. That'll be a cracker. That would be a massive upset, Roach, if Port could uh... beat Adelaide. Yeah. Yes. We do it. We've done well. We should do this strategy more often with the Redbacks. They're now six for two hundred and forty-six in the forty-sixth over. So what are they averaging? About eight and over. Run rate is five point two nine. No, but since um, these last eight. Six overs. How many they had? There were 10 overs to go. When they we were 190 s- when we put the mozzer on them. Yep. Now they're two for six for 247. So they put on 57 runs in five overs. <whistles> they are playing on a postage stamp. Uh, that's good. Here's a text reach. Uh, gentlemen, we are not interstate teams. Indeed. We are non-Victorian teams. Stop perpetuating the VFL. Peter right. from Canberra. You're spot on, Pete. You speak a lot of sense there. Yes, there's 16 yeah. interstate clubs as far as we're concerned. Yeah, and I know that does annoy a lot of people, just like when I hear people say, Adelaide, the city of churches. Oh, we're not. We've got, not more by pubs percentage. And, we've got more pubs and churches, haven't we? Why are we the city of pubs? Yeah, well, you hear everyone interstate say it. Mm. What's another one we got, Rooch? I'll be there Friday night with bells on. Yep. Uh, when is Ebbs going to be on the show? Oh, right. That's from Annie. Um, oh, the cu- Rubik's Cube. Ebony O'Day. Yeah. yeah uh, we'll okay we'll, at we'll the get weekend. her on. We'll get her on. She's okay at the weekend. What have we got here? Uh, the first AFLW showdown needs. Oh, yes. Mario. Mario's done it again. Mario, it? get off the sauce. Bit of news about the place. Jason Johan. Johan. Has it? Johannesson, isn't it? Johannesson. Come on, we'll stay at the Western Bulldogs for another two years, 2024. 23 and 24 added to his contract. So there's a bit of money for him there at the Bulldogs. Yeah, well, a lot of people thought that he was on the way out. Mm. So that's good news. Just make out you're commentating. He had to say his name really quickly. No. Quick, he's got the ball on the half bat flank. Jason Johannesson. Better heard. Well done, Rich. Well done. When you don't think about it, you see, you just do it. Um, Hey, Mitch Robinson. Thinks he can get another club after being cut by Brisbane. Is that going to happen? Is he going to be able to find his way somewhere? Well, where would it be? Does he go across the road? Does Stuart Jew say, yeah, I wouldn't mind your experience here for a little while? Why does everyone want to dump everyone to Gold Coast that's coming towards the end of their career? The end of their career. Just saying, he's nearby. That's the only reason I say it. 
Did he? Um, have we got the grab in there about um, him talking about? No, I didn't put it in there. Chris Fagan. Yeah, he's saying that he and Chris are all okay. Roach, being in Melbourne mm. and talking to a lot of people over the last four or five days, I was surprised. But uh, how many people in authority from Clubland mm. could not speak about Chris Fagan quick enough in a glowing sense? Yep, and yeah. in his defence, and are horrified at that story that's come out. Mm. And a lot of people starting to get angry that someone could say those type of things. Yes. Uh, without it being investigated properly. So Andrew Wellington, who's the Brisbane chairman, issued a statement this morning where he spoke glowingly of Chris Fagan, talking about the role model, the man that he has known since he's been coach at Brisbane mm. and has had his own session with Chris Fagan to be reassured that there is no substance to what is being claimed against him. At the same time, we know that Eddie Betts has put on the agenda that every club should have a review and it looks like that's going to be the case. West Coast has been the first one to volunteer to do it, mm. put up their hands and say, you will do it. Uh, again, Kim, we're back to where we were last week. Until you get context, you shouldn't sit in judgment on this one. Yep, just letting you know that there is an enormous amount of support and Sonia Hood has come out as getting Supporting right behind Alistair Clark. Clarkson as well. Now, we have seen a version of some evidence given by a Hawthorne staffer who was in a meeting with Alistair Clarkson, which gives context. Mm. And in the case of the abortion issue, now, when you read that version, you say, yeah, I can hear that conversation. And it is not judgmental. It is not racist. It is about helping a young man through a difficult situation. And providing options? Well, it providing guidance mm. in the end the player had to choose himself which course he was going to yep. take but the key line from Alistair Clarkson whatever you do this is going to have an impact on your life on your football career and whatever decision you mm. make I will be there to support you doesn't sound like a bad coach to me uh, no and I, I fully agree uh, a lot of talk about doesn't sound players involved things. possibly have a, having a lot going on in their lives at the moment mm. Um, let's hope it gets sorted sooner than later because it has proved to be damaging, rightly or wrongly. Hey, none, none of us are saying that everyone's got this perfect over time and there are going to be issues at every football club. But for two men who, as I've said many times, I've never noted them to be anything but supportive of Indigenous or First Nations people, it seems a heavy burden for them now to carry as having this against their names when they haven't had the chance to even provide their own evidence or defend themselves. Oh, I think you'll hear now they'll be starting to fight back in one shape or form. Well, it's not a matter of fighting back. It's just a matter of... Oh, it is. It's a content. matter of defending your name. Exactly. But that, well, that that's fighting to, back, Rich, well, because they haven't been out of have to too be, much. It shouldn't have to be a case of fighting back. They should just have the right to put their case forward. Same, same. I know. It just seems <laughs> just, horrible. It just, just seems agreed horrible. with me then. Hey, I'm just reading this as it's coming mm. through, and I'm just trying to check via several socials and AFL websites. But um, we've just got this that's come through from Eddie. Uh, Jordan hello, Degoe. Eddie. Hello, Eddie. Jordan Degoe has rejected a contract offer from Collingwood, saying Ooh. he will not sign a new deal with the behaviour clauses mm. the club is demanding. Not surprised once you've got St Kilda offering you a pretty handy deal without those clauses. All right. AFL, uh, oh, that's come off AFL trade news, apparently. Yeah, not surprising, that. Uh, afternoon, gentlemen. Oh, uh, come on. You can't keep holding us this in suspense. Oh, Matt Crouch. Yes. All right, I'll get to that. This one got, <laughs> this one got my attention. <laughs> yeah, hold me in suspense a little longer, yeah. Uh, afternoon, gentlemen. Oh. City of Churches does me 
in it as well. Yeah. Oh, thank you. This is Ben from Marden. Yeah. Uh, my grandpa loves giving me uh, random historical facts. Informed me recently that we're called the City of Churches because during the years around colonisation, religious persecution or support from the state was rampant. South Australia was colonised on the uh, predicate that it would be free of such discrimination and a haven for all. This makes it a much more palatable naming. Still outdated, though. Uh, ben, I can tell you that's right, because I Googled this years ago when I was sick and tired of us, because they're making it sound like a nanny state, I think, Roach. I'm not being disrespectful to the religious. But really, yeah, does, that, does that inspire you to go for a holiday in South Australia, the city of churches? Well, it would to Rome. They've got some beautiful churches with some magnificent art in them. Oh, fitting. One day I'll get a normal answer from you. No, it doesn't. But I'm thinking there are some cities that have got some magnificent churches. Well, they have, and we have as well. Yeah. And they should be embraced. But I wouldn't say it would be a, a holiday a PR issue for South we, Australia. It should be the wine state. Or we used to be the festival state. Yes. yes. Come up with something decent. Right. The Tourism Commission, you've got a job. This week's grand final was a nail-biter compared to 2007. Oh, there we go. Rubbish. (laughs) Um, No name on that one, and it's not Mario or Chopsy. Oh, it's Will. Will, having a little dig there. You'd expect that. All right, Matthew Crouch. Yes. If I have to say I'm wrong to Matt Randall, I still don't think I'm wrong. But I'm hearing there's not a lot of confidence that he will go to another club. But a number of power brokers within the Adelaide Football Club genuinely want him to stay. Now, this is at odds with how he's been treated. You can't ask him to stay and not play him. Yeah, they want him to battle it out. Well, what? How, how well, do they I, sell I, that well, to him? Well, I said, well, they couldn't sell it to me. I said, what, 42 touches every week in the sample? He's not trying to battle it out? It's pointless banging your head against the wall if you're not part of the coach's plans. Um well, they're saying stick it out in the sample and we'll pick you eventually. Is that well, they're not thing? saying stick it out in the sample, have another good summer and just battle it out, win your position back. I'll tell you what, you can waste another year of your footballing life. No, he's got to move elsewhere. But I still believe, but apparently there's, there is genuinely not a lot of activity around him at the moment. But why would there be at this stage when it's obvious the Crows aren't enamoured with him? Mm-hmm. So it'll come at the 11th hour. I hope I hope he goes to another club. Mm, okay, that's one to watch. Uh, hey, Kimbo, oh, what was your news on Matt Crouch and Jack Graham? Oh, sorry. Oh, well, that's that. part what of it on Jack Crouch? Graham. What have you got on Jack Graham? No. I don't think there's going to be much action coming with Adelaide at all, Rich. I think there's a bigger picture here. So the way we keep hearing is they're going to front end Isaac Rankin's contract. So that takes up a fair bit of the salary cap year one. And well, they're going to pay massive in the first year. Well, the word is $1.5 million in the first Which year. Which is staggering, and that's why there can't be any other movement, player movement. And then they have salary cap space for a big get next year. Jason Horn francis Interesting. So maybe that's why there's not going to be... I'm hearing there's, there's not going to be really anything apart from Isaac Rankin. And Billy Frampton out to Collingwood where they want him as a defender, not a backup ruck. It's a, yeah, it's not going to impact on them no, in terms of the way they wheel and deal. List management's working there. So... Sad with Jack Graham. They did have a sniff at him a couple of years ago, so yeah. you'd think they'd back it up. But, um, yeah, there's like you said, there's something so, bigger happening the following year. Okay. So that's the best we can do for you at the moment. If you've just joined us as well, uh, Roach had the big rumour about Jordan Sweet. I've knocked that on the head. Not going to happen. All the information I've got, Roach, won't happen. Does he and go somewhere else? Though? Caleb Poulter as well. Will not. Crows, it's a no from them as well on him. Mm. 
Alrighty, okay. five, five o'clock news reach coming up next. Three minutes past five. This is the run home. Thanks to Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. A uh, mad Monday today for Sydney and Geelong Roach. Geelong yes. do it brilliantly. Maybe sad Monday for Sydney. Yeah, very much so. Um, tune in to your news services tonight. It's well worth watching. Uh, the Cats have done this absolutely brilliantly. Uh, they've taken the P155 out of the media for saying they were too old. So they're all dressed up with walking frames and grey hair. Grey hair, makeup. Yeah, very, very, very funny. Jeremy Cameron was doorstopped on Mad Monday before he got too mad. Jesse, you didn't want to come as a cow today? thought about bringing the cow in, um, but I thought a few people might have been a bit unhappy with that, and I wasn't quite sure what I'd do with it afterwards. So I thought I'd come as me chicken. Um, I bought all of you guys a couple of gifts, actually. Um, have they laid again? They have. I've, I've I dressed up like this and taught them how to lay. So after a couple of big nights, I had to I had to sleep in the ch- chicken coop anyway. Um, <laughs> And here I am. So here we go. Take them. There you go. Take a couple of those. Sorry, some of them are probably cracked. Um, I promise you these are fresh. Um, They didn't lay for six months and now they're on fire. So good stuff, guys. Uh, He missed the greatest gag he could have used. What's that? Egg on your face. Because you all thought we couldn't do it. Here you are. Here's the egg to put on your face. We've got crickets. Linesy, we can play. Oh, come on. Him. <laughs> they, do, from... they do have the last say on this yeah, and I, the last laugh. I know that, Rooch. Uh, Jason McCartney, charge yes. of recruiting, uh, the footy boss up there in GWS. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting because there was talk that they were into Brodie Grundy. We've known for a while that he was wants to stay in Victoria. He'll be going to Melbourne, but this yep. was Jason today on Brodie Grundy. Brodie, an opportunity to come up to speak to Brodie sort of two-thirds of the way during the year, but it's became uh, became apparent pretty quickly that there's an appetite for him to, to stay stay in Melbourne. So that, that's certainly one that won't be happening. We're, we're open-minded. Obviously, what we've got is uh, Kieran Briggs played some strong football at the end of the year. Braden Proust has shown when he's played. Obviously, he had some uh, uh, some minor suspension issues he's dealing with this year and still some some injury concerns, but when he did play, he played some really strong football, and Matt Flynn was was, was good early in the piece. So no one's really uh, taken hold of the mantle of our number one ruckman. Um, so so those guys are there, and obviously it's consideration that do you bring a, a fourth ruckman in? Lockie Keith will play again as a, as a key back, but also a backup ruck. It's how many do you, do you cover? And obviously we've got uh, considerations around um, some potential academy uh, players as well. So... Uh, open-minded, but nothing really confirmed on definitely bringing in another Ruckman for another oh. club at this point in time. There's Jordan Sweet's opportunity. Yeah, well, it won't be at Adelaide, Rooch. Hey, just an update in the cricket. Uh, can't believe we're into the cricket so quickly. Redbacks finished up at eight for 278 off their 50 well, overs. No. That is uh, that is pretty good. Let's see how pretty they good. go defending it. All right, we might get off to a flying start, good. Rooch. Um, a lot of trade talk happening. That was Jason McCartney on AFL Trade Feed. Colin Young, uh, player manager. He looks after Rory Lobb. This was he on AFL Trade Exchange about Rory getting to the dogs. I, again, I'd like him to be and he wants to be there and we'll just work with Fremantle try and get it done. I know that at this point in time they've said no, but I've, you know, we've all been through this a fair, fair few times and sometimes there's just a little bit of an opportunity there and you know he's got one year to go. You saw what happened with Bobby Hill last year. He had one year to go and Jason, the club, done really well today by saying that you know, the deal will get done to Collingwood. 
So it, this could be a win for Fremantle if they get some really good picks that can help them get Jackson. So we're hoping that's the case. <laughs> a little bit of a sell there. Mm, yeah. I think the deal. I think the deal will uh, get done. We're live and interactive. Number of texts. We're talking about what Adelaide should be named or South Australia. Brett says, "Bretty boy," he says, "I reckon Adelaide is the city of beautiful beaches." Well, you do have some good beaches. Yeah. Another you text do. coming through. Root clean uh, beaches too. Yeah. Yes. Sam Hayes to Collingwood for Caleb Poulter. Very close with Lockie Jones. Oh. Yeah. Frampton will replace Roughhead in the back line. That's he what won't Colin be, Young said today. Yeah, yep. He won't be using the ruck. Yep. With Mason, Mason Cox getting on, Hayes will be used to work in tandem with Darcy Cameron. That's from Joey. Yeah, but Collingwood knocked that all on its head last week. And again, that might be just the pre-trade sort of manoeuvre. They look interested. And then what happens when they get in the room with Port might be different. Here's a text route from Lewis. Good players get delisted all the time. Matt Rendell was just talking to you fellas about how Geelong had to change their entire game style to compete against the best sides, which all play with fast ball movement. I think the game has passed Matt Crouch by. Louis will beg to differ, but he needs to get in the right program. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to ring Don Pike, get him to get it organised. Uh, why wouldn't Port go for Dugowie? Is a text coming through, Roach? Well, maybe Dugowie's not interested in leaving Melbourne. That's that's the big issue every time, Kim. I uh, spoke to a stack of people over the last that's four or five days from, from all states, yep. and uh, that is a common theme. Mm. The difficulty in getting, especially for South Australia. And West Australian clubs yep. as well. Yeah, really difficult. Caught up with Paul Hazelby. Ah, uh, how uh, is Hazel, he? Yeah, he was good, yeah. And uh, caught up... Um, is he a bit mystified as to what's going on at Fremantle? No, well, we've had him on air and we've spoken about that. So losing a few players. Yeah, but you know why, Bruce. Oh, I know, the Luke Jackson one, but that still seems well, a lot money. of eggs in one basket. Well, you've got to free up some salary cap space. I understand that, but gee, they're losing well, a few on the way out, aren't they? Why do you keep asking the same well, question? Well, is it, is it the best move they could have made? Is well, that's he the answer, Luke Jackson? That's a different question. Mm, that's why I'm asking. Is he mystified by it? Would you do it? No. You wouldn't? No, nope. don't think he's that sort of player who's going to be looked back on 10 years' time as, well, glad we did that deal. Hey, Sammy Edmund, mm. uh, Chief Footy Reporter for SEN, has just released uh, as uh, this on Twitter. As floated on SEN Breakfast this morning, Brendan Laid has agreed to join the Western Bulldogs as a senior assistant under Luke Beveridge next season. He's been linked to the Essendon job and interviewed, but is headed for Witten Oval, uh, has been at St Kilda, but a good get for the doggies. Yeah, he's progressing his CV very nicely, Brendan Lade. And you could do a lot worse, Rooge, than learn from Luke Beveridge. Correct, which puts him in a very good position for things that could happen next year. Yeah, very creative coach. Uh, there's another mm. text coming through. Chavo, fellas, if Crouch stays, put your house on him for the McGarry medal. <laughs> Cheers from Lockie. I wouldn't do that. Why? Name me a AFL-listed player who's won the McGarry medal. No, there hasn't been any, and the umpires tend to look at them differently. Funny that. But a lot of them don't play enough games, though, Rouge. Yeah. I I wouldn't be putting my money there. It's a bit like when you think a player's going to poll poll well on the brown line, they don't. They draw all that attention, then it changes. It's like the free kicks (laughs) that you want a coffee on. Yes. Once they started making an issue of the free kicks, they evened up. Mm. I wouldn't be putting my money on it. Roach, I was at a function on after the grand final. So you partied a lot. A lot of work, Roach. <laughs> a lot of work. And I was yes. fortunate enough to be 
I wasn't chatting to him. He was very popular, but I was standing alongside Patrick Cripps. Brownlow medalist. Now, I was a midfielder. Yes, we're not talking are. ability, but we're just talking size. Uh, you're and, shorter than him, aren't you? Oh, by a They've mile. all become tall midfields Was he six foot four? Yeah, that's, that's the model But now, when you're actually it? standing there, yep. he is a large human. Mm. And uh, he had time for everyone. A wonderful, wonderful young man. And I'm glad he won the Brownlow. I saw Take Rick, that, Gil. I saw Rick Davies today. This He'd be is a rover. That's just the point. This is a first ruckman mm. who towed up teams in the Sample in the 70s. And you look at him now and you go, you're not leading a ruck today. Patrick Cripps, 195. Yep. Um, I was at this function with the rat and he introduced me and his name I, I, escapes me at the moment. He was a ruckman, played for Hawthorne, only played about 15 games. Now, he was standing there and Paddy Cripps was taller than him. This yeah. guy played as a ruckman when the rat was. Well, remember Neil, the great late Neil Curley. Mm. He led rucks. Yeah, and uh, okay, generation by generation, we know everyone is getting bigger and taller, shouldn't they? That's what it's all about. But yeah, it's the steroid the transfer- chicken. Is it really? Well, I don't know. That's what they say. Well, the transformation of midfielders in the AFL has been extraordinary in the past twenty years, hasn't it? Sean Grigg, another ruckman. Mm. Don't mention 2017, Roach. Oh, you can go for it as often as you like. Uh, we've got to do the weekend wrap. Thanks to McGain Real Estate. Sold by McGain oh. again. Oh, oh Dobbo. Yes. He's, in yes. Fiji. No, he's in Fiji at the moment. Oh, it's all work, Roach. Oh, sure. Yeah, looking at properties yeah, is he in, in the Fiji. pool at the moment? <laughs> Toupee got caught in the filter. Oh, not again. <laughs> a Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. On 18, The Run Home, thanks to Balfour's, no matter your club's colours. Balfour's are for the game. We're live from Studio Lumo SA. Did you bump into Kerry Stokes, the chief of Channel 7? Did he hit you for a loan? Uh, no, no. He invited me into the Channel 7 uh, corporate. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. He wants the grand final moved from its daytime slot. Mate, wants me to do the news for seven, Roach. Well, we're not going through this again, are we? No, we're not. I, I did, can't live through that again, I please. Did, I did go into the Channel 7 corporate facility. Did you say hello to Brian Taylor for me? At BT, came over and spoke. He's yeah. always friendly, BT. He's, He's a, good a good man. man. So we knew each other working at uh, Triple M many, many years ago. Well, I tell you, if I had name dropped, but they've, they've been friends for a long time. Mm-hmm. But um, couldn't believe it. Uh, bumped into Justin Langer. Yes. And had a chat because he was at the academy here and uh, used to regularly dine at uh, La Trotteria. And the Alberton Hotel. Yeah, we used to catch up a, uh, a little bit. And uh, I've been friends with Jeff Marsh for many years, the mm. former Stoic opener. Yes. So I was talking to JL and having a chat and I said, have you caught up with Swampy lately? And he said, Kimba, you won't believe this. He's my plus one. Oh. So he got me into the seven marquee and we caught up right. with the old Swamp Meister. He's yeah. still actively involved with the WA cricket program. Doing well, too. The old Swampy's looking really good, but it's a bit of a who's who over there at this of time course. of the year. Alex Rance was floating around. Rich. Uh-huh. Saw Big Richo. Yes. Yeah. Dermy was in the SEN marquee as well. You would have heard him as well. Yeah. <laughs> he was very good. It was funny sitting with him in the studio. Yes. You know, we've known Derm for a long time. Uh, when he starts talking tactics. He moves. No, I nodded off. <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh. 
No, I didn't. His knowledge is really, is. really, Absolutely. really good, yeah. Rooch. So, too, is that of Mike Dobbin and the team at McGain Real Estate. Yes. Uh, Rooch, let's go through the figures. Uh, McGain Real Estate sold by McGain again. Wouldn't have been as busy this weekend oh, with you the think? grand final. You think? Really? It was busy. All right. How many opens? 31. How many people attended the Open? 610. Gee, it's active still, isn't it? How many offers were made on the 31 properties? 186. And how many will sell? 21. 21 sold already, I would say, and the other 10 will sell. Uh, that's why if you're looking to buy or sell a property, McGain Real Estate, they're the ones to talk to. That's why everywhere you go, there's a sign popping up saying... Sold by McGain again. Just checking you are still with us, Richie. Well, I'm still waiting for an answer from you. On what? Is the grand final going to move from the daytime slot? It's funny. When you've got a big international act like Robbie Williams, that was sort of the buzz around being there. How good would this look if it was nighttime? Oh, here we go again. Now, I know the figures were down. Was that because it was a bad one-sided game? Of course it was. Or was it because we've had two twilight or night grand finals? We've come back to the traditional time slot. There was about a million less people watching the game. Yeah, well, a lot of people switched out. A lot of people clicked in and then switched out. Mm. So let's not judge it on the game. Are you still a traditionalist? I've got no problem with a daytime grand final. I think it makes the whole day rather than just a night. Would you be happy to meet in between and have a twilight, like a 4pm, 4.20? I'm happier with that than a 7.30 start. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I want a 7.30 start. I've always no. been a traditionalist, but it was funny being there. I sort of softened a little. I don't yeah. judge it on this grand final. No, it wasn't great. Here's a text coming through, Roach, because some of your footy mail. It says, can you please bring back Ralphie the rumour monger? Oh, yes, we'll get him. Roach, is terrible. That's <laughs> Ethel from Ethelton. Oh, hello, Ethel. Well, let's get Ralphie on. He must be with Patrick Dangerfield and Joel Selwood at the moment in some retirement. Ralphie was around when I was playing. I reckon he'd be six foot under, Roach. Ooh, uh, sad. G- guys, I'm hearing Chris Scott will be named Essendon coach by the end of the week. That's from... <laughs> Chris or Brad? Let's not get this one wrong. Uh, Tim Tam Tim Tam Pauly. He's been on the cans. Um, wow! I didn't hey, make, hey, don't dismiss it. But I, wow! I didn't make a mistake there, Rich. <laughs> he Tim Tam. He's put Chris. I think he Maybe means Brad. Brad. Uh, that was fairly strong in the state as well. Yeah. It's on the bubble at the moment. Yeah. Um, so look, he might be on the money there. Congratulations to Joel Selwood on becoming a four-time Premiership player for Geelong. It's not the first mm. time someone's won four flags with the Pivotonians. Isn't it? Who was? He, he's, no, he said it's not. Uh, uh, is everyone know, forgetting Jack Curley? That's Bill from Queenstown. And this is a good point because everyone keeps counting Geelong's flags from when they entered the VFL. They did win flags before they entered the VFL, and that's part of their history. And we've, got to get, noted. we've got to get Billy in as a regular. He's a better historian than you, Roach. Okay. He comes up Bring with some on. rippers. Oh, this makes me nervous. This is Mario. Yep. They paid Robbie Williams $3 million. They Did could they? have paid Rucci 300 to sing That's Amore and Volare. <laughs> Give us a bit of that, Rucci. No, go not on. even for 300 Vol- No, how's that one go again? When the, what is it? When the, something hits the, oh, I can't get it right. When the moon meets no. the sky like a big pizza the pie, pie. That's La Morde. No, that's not Volare. Right. We're Rooch. both tired, Kim. It's been tired. big days. That's an understatement. Hi, Kimbo and Rooch. Has Kimbo been asked by his crow's mates to throw water over the Polter target so that offer him a swap for 
Frampton. Crows would want to keep their picks for points oh. for their academy player, Michael Annie. That's from, uh, oh, that's from Blake. I, I reckon you. they might even struggle to get Michael Annie. Really? Mm. Who's going to pinch I th- him? I think it's going to be real. We're having enough points, Rich. Okay. If he goes early. Interesting stuff. Yeah. It's, um, so this is when someone helps them out by taking Matt Crouch and offering draft picks. It'll happen late. Ah, live trading. It'll happen I late. I hope Matt's ready for this. It will happen late, Because he's got to sign the paperwork as well. If not, I think I... What do I have coffees for a year with Matt Rendell? On oh, that. heaven help us. Here's one. Wakeley and Robbo should hang their heads in shame the way they carried on about Clarkson and Fagan. I yeah, see I that. think there was I didn't a... see that. No, I heard a little bit of it, Roach. No oh, good? Oh, just a little dramatic, I think. Everyone deserves a fair go. Judgment before we've heard all the evidence. We got three, Roach. Mm. I wasn't sure I would. Well, you, you've done very well. Very, very well. All right. We'll be back tomorrow in far better and fitter shape. Uru. Let's hope so. Good night, everyone. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91.